Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Hello and welcome. You're listening to It's a Groom's Life with Carly O'Brien. Welcome to a new episode of It's a Groom's Life and today we are switching roles because I have <laughs> Tess and Alex with me aka The Pony Podcast. Um, if you've been living under a rock and not listening to the podcast where have you been? <laughs> so I, today, <laughs> today I've asked the girls to um, be, be on my podcast and have it the other way around. So hi girls and ladies how are you doing? Oh, okay. Yeah. This is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we had um, Dan from Recreatings on our podcast, and he was like, "I'm not. I don't like this. I don't yeah. like being interviewed." And we were like, "I'll be fine." And now <laughs> we're doing it. <laughs> you know what the worst thing about that was? We got to our questions at the end, and he asked them to us, and we were like, "No, that's not how this works." <laughs> <laughs> so I need to take authority of you two, don't I? Because I feel like you two are going to go on to your own conversations, and I'm going to have to take authority. Of you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That's all right. We love a chat. <laughs> love a chat. So let's introduce yourselves like one at a time. So let's start with Tess. Tess, if you can introduce okay. yourself and tell us what your job is um, other than the podcast. What my job is. Okay. Um, hello, everyone. My name is Tess Bishop. I am 25 years old. And my job outside of the podcast is I, uh, I work in partnerships for a wearable technology and infrared sportswear brand. So, um, yeah, basically manage partnerships and brand athletes and do a bit of selling and contacting teams, work with some exciting people. And that's basically yeah, what, what I do. Excellent. And then what about you, Alex? Uh, yeah. So, hi, guys. I'm Alex Van Ranwick. I'm 26. And... I kind of do a lot of things to fund my ponies. It's kind of the best way to describe it. So I'm a coach, um, BHS stage three complete coach or AI under the old system. Mm. Um, I teach at riding school, I teach pony club, I teach privately. Uh, I do a bit of freelance riding. I also am a Tesco delivery driver. So I took that on during lockdown because there was no teaching. So I still do that three evenings a week. And I also have a pretty successful eBay business, which started in lockdown. <laughs> hey, you laugh, Tess. You laugh, Tess. We're uh, we're making quite a lot of money with this, selling stuff around the house for my ponies. How do you wow. have anything left in your house by this point? <laughs> How is it not just you and it's some deck chairs? <laughs> <laughs> and where do you find the time? Like, where's the time to do all of those jobs and then do the podcast as well? I don't know. That's a very good question. Very good question. <laughs> Well, um, I'm pleased that you both do. So let's talk <laughs> about the podcast. So how did it start? Like, did, Where did the idea come from? What was your sort of plan for the podcast at the beginning? Tell us what all about it. <laughs> um, um, should I start this one? Because I feel like I put the initial sure. idea out. So yeah, sure. um, I used to work for an event rider in Gloucestershire that Tess yeah. trained with. And um, I knew Tess through Pony Club and she came with her horse before your first two star, now three star. Yeah. And I used to listen to podcasts when I was mucking out. And you one morning, you were like, how can you hear me when I talk to you when you've got headphones in? So when I listen yeah. to music, I can't, I can't hear I'm, people. And I was like, oh, I'm dead podcast. To the world. Mm. So I got Tess into podcasts 
<laughs> and Tess then got the idea for doing like a parents I, podcast. And then, I, do you want to so do the next bit? I, well, I had a kid. A kid. She's like older than a kid, but that's the easiest way I can describe. <laughs> She's like a teenager, and I was training her for her B test, and she came down with me to train to training I think and um basically because she'd never really seen what like a professional yard looked like so I'd been like oh just come down with me help out it'll be great I'll do some training and god love her she's great I'm very good friends with her and her family even to this day even just we've survived the training process but she just was being very thick (laughs) those three days it was the most frustrating session of sessions of training I've ever done in my life and I drove we drove away and I was like there must be a better way than just throwing bits at this girl and being like name it come on you know the difference between a half and a full cheek you can do this um so we were driving away and I messaged Alex and was like we should start a podcast but on like to help people train for their tests yeah and then um I went on a family holiday not long afterwards and was as everyone is was driven mad by my family so uh all that like crazy energy went into like how how would I start a podcast is it really easy is it really expensive I realized it's not that difficult and I messaged Alex being like okay so our first recording session is going to be in a month's time <laughs> and that's pretty much how it started yeah so how long has the pony podcast been going on for over two years now yeah well over two years so we started in we first recorded in Jan- the January of 2019. 19. Um, and then first episodes went out second week of February in that year. And we've done about an episode a week since then. My God. And how yeah. do you come up with like content all the time? Like, cause <laughs> it's like, it must be get to a point where you go, God, what else can we talk about? <laughs> you say that, but like sometimes we have, it's really weird. The ideas just kind of arrive. Mm. Like you might see someone on social media that like mm. is really cool and wants to come on a podcast and you're like, oh, they'd be a really good fit. Um, mm. Or there's something happening in the news in the equine world that we're like, oh, it'd be really good to get on board with that and really highlight that. Or we've just started doing some series now. So we've got a lovely vet from George Equine Clinic um, who she contacted us and was like, if you ever want a vet to come and do, like, ask the vet. I'd love to. And we were like, we probably should talk to her first. But she's amazing. (laughs) And she's, like, properly on our wavelength. And so we're going to do an Ask the Vet series with her. And we're going to do loads of ideas. I don't know. We just keep coming up with them. I think the best thing... The best thing about like our partnership is we're both really yes people. So if people message us to be like, do you want to learn about this? We're just like, yeah, sure. And like, we're both interested in so much stuff. So if there's a concept that we're like, oh, I want to learn more about that. People in the equestrian world are so lovely. You can just email and be like, talk to me. Yeah. I mean, you've had, so, you've had so many amazing guests and you were talking about the um, the vet there and I was listening to your strangles one, which was like two weeks ago or something. Mm-hmm. And it was just so informative, but she wasn't like, and I don't mean this in a harsh way, she wasn't boring with facts all the yeah. time. She made it like really enjoyable, which is hard to be enjoy about strangles. But do you know what I mean? It wasn't <laughs> like so informative that your brain was going mm-hmm. to explode. It, she just done it in a sort of positive way as positive yeah. as you can with strangles but like, always, you know what I mean? yeah we've always yeah. wanted it to sound like a chat between friends so that you sound like it sounds like you're just with your Part friends 
Yeah. And I hope that's what we've achieved. We have been so lucky with guests though. Like our third, our like third episode was with Caroline Moore or something nuts yeah. like that. And yeah. then we immediately had Dickie Wager like just afterwards. And that was literally like, I mean, to them, we were literally just two girls with a microphone who were like, yeah. we're recording you. Like it wasn't even a podcast by that point. Yeah. People are so yeah. trusting. <laughs> yeah. Because you guys, how I met the girls is um, I they were doing recordings for the British Groom Association. And so um, Liz and I spoke about me doing a recording and the girls done it on their behalf. So how did that come about? Because that's another lot of podcasting that you had to oh, record as well. That is, that is my fault slightly. My <laughs> fault, maybe. So I'm part of the BEF Young Professionals Programme. And um, as part of the programme, we have a series of talks um, every month, one a month. And over lockdown, when we locked down, we had about three left to go. And one of them was good employment. So we had Lucy Catan, who runs, who founded the British Groom Association and is an amazing, amazing person. We had her come and talk to us about good employment. And I messaged Tess, like, we have to have her on the podcast. She's incredible. It's something we're really passionate about because we've worked as grooms ourselves and really want to improve conditions in the industry. And so we got her on the podcast and then we finished and she was like, we've been thinking of doing a podcast for a while. And I mean, would you do it for us? You know, just sound just like this, exactly like this. We were like, sure. (laughs) (laughs) I know. But they think we say yes and then you work out how to do it later. (laughs) I mean, which is our lives. yeah that's very much our motto how many episodes did you have to do for the british groom association or is it like an ongoing thing at the minute (laughs) like um it was six okay (laughs) six but we have got an email from liz asking us to do some more and if we have capacity and i feel like the fact that i haven't got around to applying to it yet might suggest that we don't that is <laughs> Don't something that we need to work I, out I had a very easy yeah I had an easy week of work last week and was like yeah I think it'll be fun no <laughs> thank <laughs> Tess take your brain in <laughs> so you guys have just mentioned there about being groomed yourself so was that just something when you were younger before obviously what you're doing now so how what sort of groom work were you doing just working on a yard or was you freelancing uh well I I guess I I think I've got the least of the two of us so I basically my I started working on a yard when I was like 11 uh just like odd days and school holidays for lessons it was a a friend of my mum's is a dressage rider just down the road so I worked for lessons and then when I when I I, so I got to my A-levels and I want to say like two months before my results were going to come out I was like this things are going south and I knew, I knew that I couldn't come home to my mum without like a plan of what I was going to do. So my plan for the summer was to go, oh no, not even before my last exam, I was like, this is not going to go well. And <laughs> so my plan was that I was going to go and work on a yard and I was going to go and ride horses and like work for the summer. So that's what I went and did. And then I did the same the next summer before I did go to university. And then when I graduated, I was like, well, I don't want to use my degree. I'm going to go and ride horses again. So I went like riding horses, like going and working on yard is very much my like, Oh, I don't know what to do. I'm just going to go and do this. And like, that's, that's kind of, it's my like escape from the real, the real world escape from like normal life. Um, But yeah, that's pretty much how I've used it. And what about you, Alex? Obviously you're coaching now. So did it start from like groom up to coach? 
Um, sort of. Like I started really on a yard. I remember the first time like helping out in a yard when I was like eight or nine, I think, because I we used to borrow some ponies down the road and they did pony rides at our village fate. And um, I asked if I could like buy a pony ride and I only had like two P left and they were a pound and they were like, yeah, but you have to do all the pooper king. And I was like, sure, it's fine. I'll do it. <laughs> and um, so I did that. And then when um, we found a riding school opened down the road from us, about five minutes down the road and um, I started having lessons there. And after about two lessons, they were like, do you want to come on a Saturday and um, help out and like help with all the ponies? And I was like, yeah, sure. And um, then that turned into Saturdays and Sundays. And then that turned into all the school holidays and <laughs> the evenings. And eventually I got my own pony off my parents. Did, I did this for two years. My parents were like, mm, I think she's probably not going to give it up. Maybe we should. <laughs> um, and then I had a gap year before I went to university. And I volunteered at an RDA centre in a local village. And they had an advert up for a working pupil. And I was like, oh, that's perfect. I'm training for my age. And it's run by this amazing, amazing lady. who She's in her 70s. And she had it all her life, the centre. Her mum had it before her. So they know exactly how to do everything. They've got loads of experience. So I worked there for a year and trained for my age test, um, which was great. And I passed it. So the training was amazing. So if anyone <laughs> is thinking of it, they ever advertise again. We passed yeah, we together. Put it together. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I did that. And then I kind of took a break from grooming, I guess, because I went to university and did a degree. But I went back and, and helped them. Yeah, and a master. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the ultimate, haven't used my degree yet. And um, <laughs> went to went to help them out in the holidays a bit. And then I finished my master's and I was like, I don't know what to do with my life. I've done a master's <laughs> in oil and gas and there aren't any jobs in the oil industry and everything's going green and this is a really bad idea um, I'm gonna go be a working pupil um so I went to work for Nick Gauntlet for two years um where I definitely learned a lot and had a lot of experiences that I wouldn't have done otherwise um and yeah now I'm a coach yeah excellent God. <laughs> it's amazing it's amazing how your path changes doesn't it like you sort of plan to go yeah. somewhere and then like an opportunity comes or uh, your choices change and then that changes your whole career yeah I grew up absolutely adamant I was going to be a vet and if you told me last year I'd be where I am now I'd be like but why <laughs> <laughs> none of this makes any sense no no but it's just it's just sometimes all thought out for you isn't it to, yeah. Uh, yeah. where you're supposed to be so let's go back to the podcast right so who has been your favorite guest so far I mean you've mentioned a few that you've had on that have been amazing but okay so I know it's going to be hard to choose one so I'm going to like to have to say like, maybe two each because it's going to yeah. be hard. you have to edit this pause out yeah <laughs> I think I think one of my favorites has been one of my favorite favorites has been um from Equ ratings just because a we were on we were on their podcast on our first badminton which is such it was just the most special memory like the whole week is a blur because I was so overtired but it's just the best memory and then him coming back on was like reliving those memories and just talking to someone who is really passionate about what they do and it's like yeah. 
you know when you talk to someone who really cares about what they're doing and it just like like even though statistics is not my thing at all it was just really like enthusing and it was he was just such fun to talk to and he puts that across on the podcast like literally just oozes out of him doesn't it like the equirates podcast he's just yeah 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 i got a second one Oh, Alex, you've got your first one. <laughs> um, I have to admit that I don't want to miss someone, so I may or may not be looking at my cheat sheets. <laughs> I think I think my other one is such an early podcast, and if I could, I w- it's one that I wish I could go back and redo because we are so much better. <laughs> we have so much more experience now. But Dickie Waygood in that like super early one because he's he was just so like. It was a real experience for us because he was so on it from like the minute we sat down, he was like, do you want me to repeat the questions? Are you going to be talking as well? How are we doing this? Am I talking to the microphone? Are you recording anything else? And um, his his answers were just so interesting on everything. And he was really someone that I would, I'd want to like, not necessarily record it because I feel like he's, I feel like he knows when he's being recorded and he's very like PR trained, but I'd want to go to the, I'd want to go to the pub with him and be like, so tell me everything tell me everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah that was intense that one yeah that was, that was like a series that was the first time it was like oh we're like doing a thing it's not just like <laughs> us in Nick's rug room because that's where the acoustics <laughs> the were best. Yeah. I think the weird thing is before I say my words I think the weird mm. thing is that I think half our episodes were done face to face and you get a completely different vibe when you've travelled to meet someone, you're sitting in their living room drinking a cup of tea yeah. uh, compared to over a screen. And I think the conversation, I think the conversation is still as good. Mm. But I think your connection with that person is very different. Yeah. Like, I think anyone we interviewed on, I think people that we've interviewed online, I think we're less likely if we see them in person in the future, they're less yeah. likely to recognise us yeah. than the people that we've spoken to in person. Yeah. yeah. Because you 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 you've provided that memory, haven't you? Not the saying like over oh, Zoom is not memorable, but when you're, yeah. it, you, there's just something about like their characteristics, or it could be something that they've wore that sticks out to you, or something like that, and that sort of memory sticks with you, doesn't it? More than it's, like a Zoom conversation. It, it's such a good skill. So many people, because I have quite a lot of meetings and stuff with athletes who aren't used to having meetings online. And it's such a useful skill. And you'll have, Carly, you'll have it as well to like break the ice as soon as someone gets on and just like make them feel relaxed and get them just talking normally as if you were just there. Um, Like I had a case study with one of our like higher profile athletes and he he logged on with his agent and I know his agent quite well, but I'd never spoken to him. And he logged on and we just started chatting and it was all normal and we like did the recording and then his agent messaged me afterwards and was like, you can tell that you do this all the time because yeah. it makes such a difference. Yeah. Just being able to be like, this is a normal conversation immediately. Yeah. yeah. Makes such a totally. difference. Totally. Right, Alex, have you come up with yours yet? Come oh, on. Oh no. You're asking like <laughs> the most indecisive person in the world. Tess you hates it all the time. I, I did, I did. I live with one. My mum's exactly the same. She can never make a decision about anything like she her car her car broke down two weeks ago so we've been car hunting and oh my god the decision to decide what car <laughs> she wanted went on for days and I was just like just make a decision what car do you want <laughs> when that happened to mine it was easy it was like it's got to be within this budget it's got to be under these miles it's got to not have any like it's got to go 
and yeah. that one with my budget it was quite a simple pick no. but this the one of my I've favorites been... of yours so far is forgive me i don't know how to pronounce her surname was amy who was the stunt woman for wonder woman amy oh, yeah. she was amazing she was so she inspiring was so cool. Yeah, I, I love that one. That was such a good episode. I was literally and like I um, followed her after I listened to your podcast mm. and I sent her a message and I just said, oh, I've just listened to your podcast and I think you're absolutely amazing. And she was so like she replied and she was so sweet. And like I follow her now and she's just so amazing. I'm like, wow. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought of one. Me. I thought of one. Okay. Yes, go for it. But it's going to have it's going to end up being two. So That's the fun. episodes that we did with Claire Williams from Beta right at the oh, beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had I listened to them recently because I've been putting together some quotes for our social media and they're so informative. Claire is amazing. And it was one of those weird things that we were at Badminton and I'd emailed her just to be like, oh, could someone from Beta come on to talk about prohibited substances? And she emailed me personally and then was like, oh, would you... Um, just give me a call and I was like the executive Peter is gonna call me this is a really big deal and then um, we met her on the pony club stand and um, I was like hang on are you Claire and she said yes I'm Manish from the podcast I was like, should we record the episode of badminton and she was like yeah why not <laughs> and we literally just did it in the media tent she's another, the episode she's another person like Lucy Catton who like Catan you you start talking you know and you're like oh she's really on it like she knows what she's talking about she knows what she's doing like and you're just like oh okay like you you can feel the like authority did you take your podcast to badminton and record episodes there is that what you done yeah yeah because we so we did four i think yeah we did four because we did claire howard from balanced rider we did claire williams from beta we did sophie hall from student riders And we did Steph Bond, the paramedic yeah. that was there. And we, we did, did Lorna Edgar well. from Bailey's as well. Yeah. Because we were like, it's perfect. Everyone's there. So we'll just grab all we, of Badminton and, and we, record. <laughs> and we were technically on the equity. We were on the equity ratings one as well. So that's kind of sick. Yeah. Wow. Someone else's podcast. That's that was really good, we were though. sat in the we were sat in the media tent. Both of us were absolutely terrified of everyone because Claire Claire Balding was there and she I talked to her about coffee and it was the most exciting moment of my life. <laughs> and we're sat in the media tent and we're like, you can't talk to anyone. And Alex is, Alex goes, I heard Dem was talking about people to go. He was talking he in the previous episode, I think, he'd been talking about getting people from the media tent on the podcast. And Alex was like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go and talk to him. And I was like, Yeah, all right. And like was staring sugar into my coffee and looked up and she'd gone. <laughs> she's seizing the opportunity she grabbed it why not yeah and i just watched her go and was like oh my god oh my god (laughs) um so yeah those ones are great Mm. um and i feel like i need to pick one that's been online because you don't have to one i pick is not online there have been there's every um, now and again there's someone we get on really well and we both messaged like whatsapp afterwards like they were so cool i can't believe we like because we try and keep it under an hour yeah and every now and again we have to hang up and we have to be like i really didn't want to hang up i just want to i just want to be their friend <laughs> yeah um hannah oh god i'm gonna say this wrong hannah bickett yeah oh my god the, yes. um the Mongol oh, Derby. Mon- no, not the Mongol Derby. She did the Mongol Derby this year. Yeah. It was the South American one. I probably Patagonia. should have been. Yeah. No. 
I can't remember what it's this is really bad. We can't remember what it's <laughs> really bad. Basically, she's a really cool person mm. and she did a really, really long ride and I'm secretly an endurance rider deep down. And <laughs> it's not that um, deep. <laughs> it's not that deep. <laughs> and um and I just oh I loved talking she to her. And I was so there geeking out about cool. endurance and Tess was like, Why? What's happening? Why? Yeah. She was oh. so cool. She's another of those people who I was like, I just want to be your friend. Can we just go to the pub? Let's not record. Yeah. Let's just go to the pub. Yeah. yeah. Well, hopefully soon, we, you know, that's going to become a normal thing and we can all go to the pub and I can meet up. Okay. So yeah. who ha- who would you love to have on but you haven't had on yet? What sort of your dream guests that you would love to have on? Oh. I was yeah. going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'd really like the guy. He's just, um, I can't remember his name. Who is he? Uh, I sent him to you. He came, uh, he's new chief executive of BHBF. Yeah, Jim Eyre. Jim Eyre from Harlequins. So he came, he came to the BEF from Harlequins Rugby and I'm a massive rugby nerd. So I, I just want, I just want to, I just want, Jim, I just want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> I have bad news for you, Tess. Oh, um, no. So no, no. It's not that he won't come on. Oh, okay. That he's coming to the next equality and engagement group meeting, which is the same day as Twizzle Down, yeah. which they moved Twizzle Down to the Thursday. Can I go and And I'm going to have. No, it's not how it works. And I saw the guest list, and I was like, "No, this is my chance to introduce myself to him and get him on the podcast." Jim, I just want to be friends. You will. <laughs> You'll get there. Um, I I think another one that would be really good but you would never ever in a million years but I think you should get the Princess Royal one that's not a good challenge dream big I mean how cool would that interview be could you I mean obviously the Queen would be amazing but obviously Prince like you know she's BHS the Queen's always number one well yeah (laughs) but like you know um, you know Princess Anne is BHS and she's you know she knows she knows her a question well they all do don't they but like she's so on it so i bet um, she yeah, talking about the olympics and things like that it would just be a, an amazing conversation her, her son-in-law runs a rugby podcast that i listen to uh, like religiously that is that's funny. one that's married to zara yeah mike tindall <gasps> right come on get in there <laughs> we can be podcast friends <laughs> but yeah that would be an amazing guest come on girls you can do it (laughs) I think we could I don't know how I don't you know you you know how you're never more than seven degrees of freedom away from someone I don't know what our like what our route through the degrees would be but I reckon we could do it have you did he talk to you yeah he did what did he say? When I got my when I got my gold Duke of Edinburgh award, it was meant to be no, don't laugh. It was meant to be <laughs> Prince Andrew, I think, or Prince Edward presenting them. And then they announced in the day they were like, "Really sorry, he's not going to be there. We've got someone else coming instead." And we were like, "Oh, who are they going to send now?" And they were like, "The Duke of Edinburgh is coming to present your award." And to be honest, that's amazing. He, yeah, yeah, he came around and he chatted to us all, and he presented us and he spent time going around and there were like loads of rooms of people it wasn't just like one room of us we were all divided into the areas we'd come from in the country so there were like seven rooms full of people and he went around and he chatted to everyone and he's great oh. he seems Aww. like a cool guy 
seemed like yeah. a cool girl. Yeah. I'd, the other one I would love for you girls to get on. See, I'm just giving you ideas now. I'm going to throw away all the ideas. <laughs> this is good. Um, yeah. You, well, they're not together anymore, but Rocket Roy and the producer. Oh, yeah. But they're not friends anymore, so you can only have one. <laughs> yeah, but maybe we could have one of each and be like, yeah. which episode do you prefer? Because they were such, they were such a good like duo. I think they would have been so funny. Like obviously we got them together, but what? But like they're so they bounce each other so off each other, and you two are so good with them. I think you you would smash through that. I don't, I don't know whether it'd just be chaos. Like it would just be <laughs> an hour of like unadulterated chaos. But it'd be so funny. It would be so funny. <laughs> See, we do have I to be careful sometimes because. We do get people that are like, oh, can I come on the podcast? And we have to be a bit like, well, what are we going to talk to you about? Mm, we have yeah. to like have have a reason, like have a topic. Yeah. Or we have, to, if people want to come on, then we're like, okay, but will you talk about this as well? Or yeah. can we add this in? Because sometimes yeah. it just it just doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, sometimes when we record episodes together, we've got better now. We mm. did a couple um, in February. It was just us talking about a subject. But when we did them on our own, like we just, there was nothing related to the topic by the end of the conversation. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> left us one of my favourite episodes that we've ever put out. It's not even really an episode. Someone left us a one star review. And oh. the content of the review was, it's just too much nonsense. Sorry, girls. Which I really took to heart. So I dedicated, it was like a full week. It was more work than I've put into anything ever. I took a full week and I went through all of our first 50 episodes and took out all, uh, took all of the clips of the ridiculous moments. And bear in mind, the first 50 episodes were when we were both working on yards and very overtired at all times. Yeah. So yeah. Every, every episode you'd get to a bit and we would like, we'd be talking about chickens flying or we'd been talking about <laughs> like Alex eating nothing but donuts for a full day, like just ridiculous <laughs> things. And I put them all into one 20 minute episode and I released it being like, this is for that one woman. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good for you. Well, I mean, each of their own. If she doesn't want, to, if she doesn't like it, she doesn't have to listen to it. That's fine. But like, but to be fair, if you hadn't that. done that, you wouldn't have done that episode. So that was the start of my descent into insanity. <laughs> 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 so over your episodes, like we've talked about, you've spoken to lots of different people from all types of the equestrian world. So from you, from say those experiences that you had with those people or just your experiences personally what would you change about the equestrian world like what changes would you like to see um happen that's a big question (laughs) that is a big question mine would be more diversity I don't feel like enough diversity in the and I don't know what I don't know what that is I don't know if it's just um I just don't know if there's opportunities for other ethnics to Mm. come or or not, but I really would like to invite more to the commission work. I think my thing kind of is the reason, part of Mm. the reason for your thing you want to change, Carly. I want it to be seen as on the level of any other job. Yes. You know? Like a proper career that you can go into and you know you're going to get paid a decent wage that you're not going to get, you know, taken advantage of, that you're going to work. I mean, a fair enough horses are not a nine to five job, but you know you're going to not be taken advantage of with your hours. You're going to have a contract, you know, you're not going to 
it's it's not the oh you work with horses mm. when someone yeah. says it like it's actually seen as a job and I think that is part mm. of the diversity problem is that people don't see it as a career path for them yeah because they don't see people like themselves in it they don't see it as something that will lead on to a role for them in the future whatever their goals may be and yeah. that is that is especially the work we've been doing with the equality engagement group that is among thing other things mm. yeah a part of it I actually well, I had the- a massive I actually had a bit of a go at my boss at work because we were t- talking about my career and um my skill set and basically me being like why haven't I been given x promotion and he was like oh because you've only got one year you've only got one year experience in the industry and I went hang on I've spent two years post-university uh, I spent like a year post-university working on a yard and that doesn't mean like it wasn't pony patting that was me working seven days a week for very little money 10, 10 12 plus hour days for like living with pe- the people I was working with so you don't have the opportunity you don't have the choice to be like whingy or like to not get a lot to not get your head down and just if you don't get on with someone you still work with them you have the respect to do that working with elite athletes knowing how to communicate with elite athletes who are let's face it their own breed of person yeah um and like knowing and like getting that work ethic like those are all skills that I use every single day at work and I have my skills are better than a lot of the people I do work with in those areas like yeah. just because I was wasn't in an office doesn't mean I wasn't developing really quite exceptional skills, skills. yeah I think and like what you were saying Alex I think the British Groom Association have really tried really hard to make sure grooms grooms obviously especially because that's what they focused on but in an equestrian world um uh highlight to have contracts and proper paid work and having your breaks and having your holiday entitlement and stuff like that and I think it it, there's definitely a movement going which is like excellent but also for schools to um I think I mentioned it on your podcast, but when I was at school, and this is obviously many, many years ago, we're talking about 20 odd years ago, that <laughs> it was there was no option to work in the equestrian world. Like there was no options to say, well, if you go down this path, you can do an apprenticeship and you can get this. Or if you go to, we, we've got a college near us, which is um, called Hadlow, which is like an equestrian college um, or anything like that. There was like no information at all. Like it was not an option to go to work with horses like anywhere. So I do feel like maybe schools, like if someone's got a real passion for it. I mean, generally, I guess as a child, if you've got an idea you want to work with horses, you'll probably research it yourself. But I think the school should support it a little bit more, maybe. Yeah, but then it comes back to what we spoke to Lucy about on our podcast, is that 99% of all employers in the UK are good employers. So mm-hmm. when you're in school, they don't think that they need to tell you that you need to have pay slips, you need to have your holiday entitlement, you need to have a contract, because... most places do and Mm. the problem is that because there isn't that education people then going into the industry at the bottom don't know Mm -hmm. so I do the AH training in our area so it's people that are at that age where they're taking their GCSEs through to leaving school university and last year because it's been included in the new syllabus about um, employment and contracts and things I asked them all what they thought minimum wage was before I told them what it actually is. 
and they all pretty much told me five or six pounds. Mm. They thought that was minimum wage. And I appreciate that it varies depending on your age. Yeah. Um, but for them to think that was the base rate going into the industry, I think that just shows how much education is needed. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Because, you know, leads... if you go into a job, oh, sorry. Mm. No, no, go for it. Go for it. I was just going to say, if you, go, if you go into a job and you think that you're going to get paid £5 an hour and they offer you £7 an hour, but then, you know, deduct accommodation and deduct your horse, you're going to think you're getting a good deal because you're getting paid more than you thought. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's still not good employment. Yeah, mm. totally. So what advice would you give, Talk like carrying on this from this point then, what um, advice would you give someone who's looking for a career in the equestrian world? So that can literally be from ed, like any part of it. So mm. from like physio or <clears throat> groom instructor, like where would you say from a say a school leaver so say they're a school leaver which is now 18 isn't it I think yeah so say they're 18 they don't want to go to university but they want to have a career in horses what would you recommend I think I'd say like be realistic but trust your gut like if it doesn't feel right or if you're not happy there like you've got to give it a go but don't spend your life waiting for it to get better because if like nine quite a few of the people you work with in my experience like you're there working for them and they are not they're not fighting for you like they're looking out for their career and what they're doing so you've got to be that advocate for yourself and if things aren't right like just leave you're not benefiting from being there just go yeah I think that would be what about you ask as many questions Mm. ask all the questions talk to everyone ask the questions because if you're not sure which area of the industry you want to go into find someone that's in the industry and ask them what it's like ask if you can go with them for a day if they're a physio ask if you can I don't know go and help them out on their yard if they're a rider like Mm. everyone we've had on the podcast no one has paid us to to come, come on the podcast They've all come on the podcast because we've asked them and they've all said yes. And there are people out there, if you ask, (laughs) most of the time, they're just going to be so grateful that you're interested and want to do it. They will say yes and help you out. Yeah. And I didn't really really learn it until I started the the current job that I have at the company I work for and my manager is absolutely great he has at least three different mentors and they have different areas of different areas of business experience and he has ADHD so one of his mentors has ADHD as well and so can help him deal with that in his role when I started working for him he went and spoke he found a woman on LinkedIn who had ADHD was in a similar was a, a level above him so the and managed people because he had not had to manage people before so he could ask her how he could best manage me with yeah. his ADHD and managing that as well yeah and like you can people love talking about themselves like love yeah. it we're, we're both on here talking about ourselves yeah. <laughs> like you can find you can find email addresses on LinkedIn really easily. You can message people on LinkedIn. You can message people on Facebook through their Instagram profiles. Just like it's super normal. Like it's not a bit, you won't be odd asking for help. It's really normal, especially on the business side to find a mentor and ask for their experience and to benefit from what they've learned. It's really normal. 
Yeah. And as we just all sort of discussed here as well, like when you leave school, you've got an idea of where you want to go. But all of us have said we're sort of in a different direction from how we thought when we left school. Like when we left school, we didn't think we're going to be doing the roles that we're doing now. (laughs) So sometimes you might like say start in that role, like you mentioned Tess. Um, before you might start then if you're not happy there don't think that's the end of the world and you're never yeah. going to work again go to another direction or, yeah. or like you say speak to someone else or do like you said Alex are doing like say a day work experience and following a physio if you want to go down that route or just like you say ask questions so yeah don't think you're stuck in a job and you can't get out of it like have the confidence to sort of say this isn't right for me I want to go somewhere else I want to try somewhere yeah. else and if you're like life is really too short to be unhappy yeah through it and like, if you're if you're working towards something and you have to be there then yeah you've probably just got to suck it up and get your head down but yeah otherwise if you're not happy and there's nothing on the horizon that's going to make you happier don't do it yeah <laughs> like just, just don't cut your losses and find something that's your thing totally Right, girls, I'm coming to the end of the podcast, but I always finish my podcast with some quick fire questions. So what I might do, I might just do one of you one at a time. And I think I'll do test first and it gives Alex time to think about it. I'm ready. I'm ready. So test. Sorry. Yeah, test. Are you night in, night out? Night out. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Wellies or heels? Oh, trainers. Uh, sweet or sweet or savory? Savory. Book or film? Oh, book. And are you currently reading a book now? Yes. What are you reading? I'm reading, I'm reading Bill Bryson's uh, A Short History of Nearly Everything. A Brief History of Nearly Everything. Good. It's really good. It's very, uh, I really like nonfiction and I'm very nerdy about learning about stuff. It's really good. I love the way he writes because he writes, it sounds like a, con- it just like, it reads like a conversation with a friend. I, he's my like, you know, you have your like, who would you invite for dinner if you could invite everyone? Yeah. Bill yeah. Bryson would be mine. I have loads of his books. He has one on the body, which is fascinating. I wish yeah. I'd taken notes so I knew like fun facts from it. Um, the body I've got one of his on um Australia one of his on England like as a country this one on the universe <laughs> he wow. does one in Shakespeare he's got books on everything you can think of and it this he's such an interesting guy it's so interesting oh cool and are you a Netflixer <laughs> yes what what are you watching are you binge watching anything at the minute yes I'm currently binge watching Drive to Survive having been adamant that I hated Formula One, did not like it at all. And then uh, my friend made me watch one episode of Drive to Survive. And I'm literally, my boss, my manager used to work for Williams Race Team. And I literally messaged him and was like, watch this one episode of Drive to Survive. Me, I want to work in Formula One. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, someone else has said this about Formula One. I can't remember who, who I was speaking to. And they were saying, not my thing at all, but really, really enjoyed this series. So it's something I wanted to watch. Oh my God, it blew my mind. It's so fascinating to the point where like talking about asking for help, I've just sent an email to 
Claire Williams, who run used to run Williams Race Team, and Susie Wolf, who runs Mercedes Formula E team. Her husband runs the Formula One team. And I just sent an email to both of those women to be like, I really, I just want to talk. <laughs> Please, I have so many questions. Please answer my questions. Please talk to me. I'm not crazy, I promise. <laughs> right, okay, Alex, let's go to oh, you. Oh, no. Okay. So, night, <laughs> night in, night out. Uh, Alex, in. come on. <laughs> Sorry. Tea or coffee? Tea. <laughs> Wellies or heels? Wellies. It's not really sweet. Healed, Alex. Come on. sweet or savory <laughs> sweet book or film uh book <laughs> and are you reading a book at the minute that you want to talk about yes i am but i feel like tess the way i'm gonna answer the question is gonna make my life sound ridiculous <laughs> i am wrong. reading a book but I've been reading it for like ages because I just don't have time to read it. <laughs> are you still on Frank? No, you're still on uh, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which you were on. Oh, when no, you were I finished that. I finished that. <laughs> no, I'm reading David Copperfield. Oh, that's oh, good. Oh. Classic. Yeah, yeah, about halfway through. And are you a Netflixer? I have Netflix, but I haven't <laughs> watched anything in about a month and a half because I haven't had the time <laughs> okay so what was the last thing you binge watched then Bridgerton uh, no Bridgerton I haven't watched so Bridgerton good. I'm not going to watch Bridgerton no! it was really good I was adamant I wasn't watching it as well because I didn't want to follow the hype because I'm too cool for that but I did really <laughs> well all I'm saying is I watched okay. the trailer when the trailer first came out and I was like no the trailer's really bad watch like the first episode and see how you feel and now no, I think it's got to be at least episode four or five. I can't remember what episode it is, but the uh, episode. <laughs> that one episode. I think <laughs> I you might need to watch that one out. <laughs> I can't actually remember. Can you find out what the last thing you watched on Netflix was? Like, it's been that long. Yeah, oh, no. Been. I know the last thing I binge-watched was The Queen's Gambit. That's what I binge-watched. Oh, oh, yeah. No, I do. Mm-hmm. Good. Right. Thank you so much, Gail. So where can people find you on social media? And obviously we've got the Pony podcast that people should subscribe to. Um, But on social media or websites or anything like that, where can they find you? We are at the Pony podcast on Instagram, on Facebook. Uh, The website is www.theponypodcast.com, which has a really good, if you go on the episodes tab, it's got a really good search feature. So you can just search for who you want to listen to instead of having to troll through all of them. Uh, and there's some fun blogs on there as well that you can have a look through if you want, um, if, if you've got a spare however long. <laughs> and then Alex has her own social media, which I'm going to give a shameless plug to. <laughs> Go on, oh, Alex. Okay, I've got to the plug. Right, so <laughs> I am A Van Randwick Coaching on Instagram, Alex Van Randwick Coaching on Facebook, and I do have a website as well, which is just my name, Alex Van Randwick, um, and... I'm trying to put together some online courses and there are usually a lot of posts but life is in manic and I've got to schedule so there will be things coming up soon if anyone does find my Instagram on Instagram I'm really sorry I don't accept anyone following me who I don't know because that is like I have like work stuff on there as well (laughs) so uh, don't follow me on Instagram follow the podcast (laughs) (laughs) well I really appreciate your time ladies because as you can hear, you are both super busy. So I do appreciate your time. <laughs> and I thank you so much for coming and being the other side of the podcast and being on my one. Thank you so much for having thank us. This you. has been so much fun. I really, really appreciate it. 
So everyone, if you are um, listening to this, please um, subscribe, screenshot and share, and please tag us in the Pony Podcast and me as Cobbs at Shop underscore services. We would really appreciate it if you share it on stories and I'll speak to you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are on Apple Podcasts, please would you subscribe and leave me a review. I really, really appreciate it. If you want to find me on my social media, I am on Instagram under Cobbs Equine Shop underscore services. And on Facebook, I am Cobbs Equine Shop and services. Thank you so much and I'll speak to you next time. making it if you um, like to follow me on socials my um, instagram is cobs equine services and the same on facebook cobs equine services um, if you are listening to this on your um, apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast i really appreciate it if you could leave me a review as it gets um, other people to highlight the um, episodes to other people and i will speak to you all on the next episode